Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are all for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Hayes. Sponsored by CQ Credit Union. 105.7 The Fan. The Fed here on this Woman Crush Wednesday. News from the nest. Jason Clay Harbor, who's down at the Senior Bowl, NFL tight end for many years. And uh, we'll talk about the prospects he's seen so far. It's Vinny and Haiti, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Senior Bowl coming up this Saturday. And joining us now to talk about that and more. You know, Super Bowl set, Super Bowl 58. Unfortunately, Ravens aren't in it, but, you know, you got to earn your way in and. Kansas City and San Francisco did. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome into the program. Vinny and Haiti says hello to Clay Harbor. Clay, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us again here on 105.7 The Fan. It's my pleasure, man. It's a beautiful sunny day out here in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, it's It's been a great week of practice already, and we practice started yesterday. And then we just finished the first practice today. And there's a, there's another one coming up this afternoon. Now, Clay, uh, looking at the the star power, if you want to call it that, of the quarterbacks in Mobile this week, uh, do we have a recent Senior Bowl that has uh, the number of fancy names that we're seeing this year down there? Potential first round picks, maybe franchise QB types? No, absolutely not. I think that uh, Penix and Knicks obviously make this thing. Uh, go right They're They're doing a great job too. At least I think Michael Penix is helping himself a lot. He looks crisp. He looks like he's in control of the offense. He's getting the ball out to his players and being able to do this at the senior bowl to me is particularly impressive because it's a new offense for these guys. These guys are just thrown into this and they're getting a crash course, uh, a quick crash course, a couple of days, and they're asked to go out and run an offense, and usually it's pretty messy. But when Michael Penix is in there, and even Bo Nix is doing a, a solid job, you see that this guy can pick things up quick, he's still making quick decisions, and he's still getting the ball out. A lot of people are saying he was so good because of his receivers. Obviously, yes, we all know he had great receivers from Wadunze. I mean, the, the guy had a great receiving core. But what I'm seeing out here is he's doing that without them, and he is the real deal. Clay, let me ask you this because we're we're watching you know the practices and stuff on on the TV too while we're on the air, and it doesn't look like there's as many coaches and stuff in attendance. 
I'm sorry, say that one more time. I said it doesn't look like there's as many coaches, scouts, and stuff in attendance. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're here. They're on the side. But I was here last year, and it seems pretty similar amount of players. You'll see GMs. I know Ryan Poles. You know, I'm a Chicago guy. Ryan Poles is out there with his assistant GM, Ian Cunningham. And you'll see some GMs running around. But obviously with the tape, you don't have to be here. But a lot of guys like to see it in person. I mean, in person definitely tells a different story than just specifically, you know, watching the film. But I think there's still a good number of personnel men and scouts. Now, Clay, what I used to like to look at when I would go there, I'd, I'd like to watch the small school guys to see if it was not too big for him. And that's that's why I kind of fell in love with T.O. when I was looking at him. Who are some small school guys that are kind of standing out to you? Yeah, I really like this UConn offensive lineman. His name is Christian Haynes. I thought that he's done a nice job. He's solid. He's holding up on the inside. He's really done a nice job. And then there's a receiver yesterday in the, in the second practice I liked. His name is Ryan Flournoy. He did a nice job. He's shown he could separate and, and has really done some nice things and, and, and made some nice plays as far as, uh, as that's concerned. And then um, from Rice, Luke McCaffrey. Yes, that McCaffrey, he's, he's, a, he's a guy from Rice, a smaller school, not not a tiny conference, but Rice, you don't really hear about having a ton of big-time players. Luke McCaffrey, I think he's cousin to Christian. I know he's related. He's in that McCaffrey family tree, but he's a guy that shows me he can be a mid-round pick. He's competing. He can catch the football. He's quick. He's obviously not his cousin, but he's a guy that can play. So those are some smaller school guys that I've really liked since I've been out here. Now, how about some big school guys that you say, damn, that guy's a lot better than I thought? Well, I mean, I'll start with Michael Penix. You know, everybody knows Michael Penix, but I thought he's really helped himself. Florida, Ricky Pearsall, the, the Florida wide receiver. I mean, he's really turned a lot of heads since he's been out here. He's done a really nice job. The guy is quick, and to me, the guy that helps himself the most is a wide receiver from Alabama. And Lad McConkey, he's just from Georgia, excuse me. He's just been a guy that's just impossible to guard. Nobody can guard him. He's a slot guy. He reminds me a little bit of a former teammate of mine, Julian Edelman. He's just a slot machine, really quick twitch. He can catch everything in the slot. And he's a Cooper Cup, Julian Edelman type receiver. And he's done a really nice job. And then uh, another guy, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, the big offensive tackle, has looked the part. Ben Sinnott, a tight end. You know I love tight ends, being a former tight end. Right. He's a guy that's really impressed me. 6'4", 250 pounds, but this guy can move. So there's been a lot of guys that can play. And the last guy would be Devontae Sweat, the defensive tackle. You know, I think he Texas. played himself up into the first from Texas, yeah, played himself up into the first 10, 15 picks for sure. He's a guy that's a beast. He's hard to move. He's good in the run and the pass, so I really like him as well. Now, you said that you saw Ryan Poles, you know, the Chicago GM. What do you think What do you think they'll do, Clay, and what would you do? You know, and, and do you like Caleb Williams as much as everybody else? We had a guy from Our Lads on yesterday, and he, he liked Daniels better than Williams. You know, I, that's tough. I like Justin Fields. But if 
if Polk does his homework and he thinks that Caleb Williams is the guy, he thinks he, he, he could be drafting a Patrick Mahomes-type player, then I can't fault him for taking Caleb Williams. But in my opinion, it's not Fields versus Williams. It's Justin Fields and what you could get for that first pick. You trade down to four or five. You're getting what you got last year. You're going to get another player like DJ Moore. You're going to get another first-round pick the next year back. You're going to get a second-rounder this year. You're going to get a second-rounder next year as well. And that's all these players. You could end up with three first-round picks. That's all these players and Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams and whatever you get for Justin Fields, which I've heard as low as the third-round pick. I've heard as high as the second. So that's how you got to look at this. you got to look at Justin Fields and what you get that first-round pick for Caleb Williams, and that makes this decision a little bit harder. But we saw what C.J. Stroud can do to a team. Mm-hmm. If you find a guy you think he's C.J. Stroud, then you got to pull the trigger, but you got to make sure he's not Bryce Young either. Obviously, I'm not saying Bryce Young is going to be a bust and his career is a foregone conclusion, but you can see the difference in those guys right now. C.J. Stroud's in the Pro Bowl. If you find a guy you think is C.J. Stroud, you pull the trigger. If it's Bryce Young, you got to avoid that because Justin Fields, I think, is going to keep improving, and he has shown at least he's shown flashes that he can be a guy that can have success in this league. Clay Harbor, longtime NFL tight end. Clay, tell everybody about the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, yeah, Believe Podcast Network. They got every team that you want and, and, and more. And obviously, the, the, I do the Believe in Jaguars podcast, and we talk everything about the Jags. be a big year for them. Hopefully, they, they help this offensive line a little bit. And luckily for them, there's a lot of big, solid offensive linemen out here that I think Doug Peterson would like. Clay, we appreciate it. Have fun at the Senior Bowl, and we look forward to talking to you maybe before Super Bowl 58 here. Oh, absolutely. Let me know anytime, guys. All you right, got thanks, it, buddy. Clay. There's Clay. I mean, he mentioned Jacksonville. I didn't want to want to go there, the choke job they had this season, especially on a week where the Ravens kind of gacked themselves at home. If I remember right, Norm, we had him on before the Jaguar game. Right? Yep. I wasn't here. Yeah. I'm sure it was awesome, though. Yeah, he knew. He knows Even without me. It's yeah. Vinny and Haney, 1057, the fan. Buy or sell coming up next. You know what would be awesome? Money. Do we yes. have any to count? And then Vic Carucci, who is awesome. NFL Network Radio will talk about Super Bowl 58 and also talk about potential. The Hall of Fame class of 2000. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 2024. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. 1057. The Fan. Penny and Haney. 1057. The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. Orioles. Looks like they're going to be sold. We're talking about that with Andy Koska from the Baltimore Banner later in the show. And we'll take your phone calls there as well. 410-583-1057. Vic Carucci, NFL Network Radio. Talk about Super Bowl 58 and the potential Hall of Fame class of 24, but let's count that midweek money first. Buy yourself. Yeah, Bob, the NASDAQ dropped. It says shares, share tech giants Microsoft and Alphabet pressured the overall sector. So they were, Alphabet dropped 6%. Yeah, so they were, they were down. The Dow's up 15. The S&P's down 39. NASDAQ is down 208. DraftKings down 38 cents. Under Armour's down 6 cents. Before we get to the questions here, I want to remind people that Buy or Sell is sponsored by the Farmer's Dog. So check out Farmer's Dog. Uh, Start here in Major League Baseball, where the Minnesota Twins are looking to build on a 2023 season in which they did win the AL Central. Byron Buxton, he played just 85 games for him last year and was recently asked about returning to form this coming season. He said he's a full go, expressed desire to hold down center field, even though that was not his role at all last season. He was utilized as a DH somewhat out of necessity, but he says his body is ready to handle the field yet again. Bob, buy or sell, the Twins can't bank on Buxton being their full-time center fielder anymore. No, I'm buying it. He is a great player, too. I mean, he's a five-tool kind of guy. They just traded Polanco to Seattle. Mm -hmm. Their pitching staffs had a total makeover and it's a winnable division might be one of the reasons why Chicago's not you know that anxious it seems to trade till and cease but if Buxton could stay healthy you're talking about a guy that's going to be an all-star and gold glover and maybe beyond but buck 62 let's just say a buck 40 nah sell it well the Broncos they've made an addition to their offensive staff Sean Payton is reuniting with longtime Saints offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael Jr. Carmichael had spent 15 years with New Orleans, the kind of longevity that's almost unheard of from an assistant coach in this league. Different roles in that time, and it's unclear what his specific role will be when he joins Denver. You remember Joe Lombardi, he's the current OC there, another guy that was spent a lot of time under Peyton uh, in New Orleans. But Vinny Byersell, Carmichael's arrival puts Lombardi's future somewhat in doubt. Um, I'm going to kind of soft buy just because I think Peyton likes to have his allies likes to have people he's worked with people he's comfortable with you know just like Belichick same way go over to the NBA here Anthony Edwards didn't hold back following the Timberwolves win over the Thunder on Monday night ripping the refs called them cheaters uh, that was caught on a hot mic during the game afterwards Went into a little more depth. Tripled down on it. Yeah, he, they, they gave him a chance. He said uh, he'll take the fine. Uh, said that the officiating was unbalanced. Should be noted here, the penalty difference was only 19-17 to 17 in favor of Oklahoma City. Uh, head coach Chris Finch, a little more diplomatic when discussing the officiating. He didn't place any blame. 
But Bob Buyer-Sell Edwards' rant will only make him more heavily targeted by the refs. I'll buy it soft buy, maybe a little more like, uh, what are we going to call this here? Not a strong buy, not a soft buy, kind of a you know medium buy, if that makes any sense. The irony is they won the game. So right. Ant-Man was going off like they just lost game seven of the NBA Finals, and he was doing a lot of this and a lot of that, like the slapping up, getting fouled gestures. I mean, human nature says, oh, you show me up, I'll make you pay. How about who? I can't remember the guy. It was Joey Crawford used to give Tim Duncan the blues. I know um, Chris Paul's got an official whose name escapes me that always seems to like give him the business. I mean, I guess there might be someone that'll zero in on old Anthony Edwards. He'll just dunk on him at some point in time. Go back to the NFL here where Kadarius Toney, he's missed the entire Chiefs playoff run so far. He's been listed on the injury report in that time with a few different injuries, hip and ankle, most uh, notably there. However, in a recent social media post earlier this week, he claims that he's just fine. He's not injured, and his designation on the weekly report has changed multiple times. It's not factual. Andy Reid denied this said that the injury report is not made up, only adding that Tony is, quote, working through some things. Vinny, buy or sell, we've seen the last of Tony in a Chiefs uniform. Buy it. Buy it. They've, they've done fine without him in these two games. And uh, when the headache gets bigger in the production, Andy's getting rid of the headache. Yeah, I thought he was going to have kind of a breakout year for KC because he was a yeah. dud yeah. with the Giants, right? Right. And he made that big play in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I thought he was going to be someone to keep an eye on. You need binoculars now to see. And we'll close with this here in boxing news. Yes. Uh, accomplished boxer Shakur Stevenson took to Twitter earlier this week to Sell. announce his retirement <laughs> from the sport. Uh, we've heard this story before, but his quote here said, I'll be in the gym forever perfecting my craft, helping the next generation become great, chase their dreams, but... I don't F with this weak boxing game. That was his quote there. 26 years old, very young, 21-0 resume, 10 knockouts along the way. Buy or sell, Bob. Stevenson will be back soon enough. Uh, buy a million times over. Once that big fight offer comes, now he's a he's extremely talented. He's like Floyd Mayweather of this generation, which means he can be rather boring to watch but if the big money comes and he'll generate a big fight now he's going to need a big name dance partner to get you into the pay-per-view realm because he's still fighting on the espn cards which is nothing wrong with that but retirement come on man how many times did sugar ray both robinson and leonard retire muhammad ali famously retired multiple times once once roberto duran oh after the no i quit i mean i got five million dollars i'm back I'm back, baby. He'll be back and probably fighting maybe twice before the end of the year. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Vic Carucci, NFL Network Radio. Talk about the championship games. Talk about Super Bowl 58. And talk about the Hall of Fame. The class of 24 will get announced. What is it? Uh, the week Super Bowl weekend, right? Yeah, Saturday. Saturday, the introductions will be there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Your exclusive home for all Baltimore sports. 105.7 The Fan. Hey, Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Woman Crush Wednesday. You pick the songs, favorite female artist or band. Play it for you. Got Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Blondie right here, and Debbie Harry, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato. Super Bowl 58 is set. Kansas City, San Francisco. Championship games certainly had some drama. No doubt about it. Got the Hall of Fame announcements coming up this weekend. Drama there as well. Here to talk about that and more. NFL Network Radio. He's covered the NFL as well. And as long, well, I don't want to make him sound old, but he's he, he's been there, done that, shall we say. He is on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show, Vic Carucci. Vic, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us again here on The Fan. Guys, it is always a pleasure, even when you make me seem old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to the championship games. We know the outcomes and the heartbreak that's Detroit and what we've been talking about, as you would imagine, all week, Vic, here in Baltimore. The most surprising thing of the two championship game, what's one thing, maybe two things that stand out most to you in a good or a bad way? Yeah, I you know, I would start with uh, just the idea that from a from a defensive standpoint, uh, from an overall discipline standpoint, but especially on defense, that um, I I was really stunned by some of the things we saw from the Ravens. Um, And and I know, you know, one of them was on on offense and Mm -hmm. and Zay Flower is going to have a a long time to live live down uh, those those, uh, mistakes and and especially the the – you know, you want to say, well, a rookie did something that he should – but. You're not a rookie at that stage, and I'm sure that's been discussed. Uh, and, but then on the defensive side, some of those other uh, miscues, you, you can't give virtually any team, but least of all the Chiefs, uh, just those those things that add up to big things uh, in in a you know in a game of that magnitude. And and again, any opportunity, um, I wanted to see more from them. So so that's that's where I start with my main. Uh, uh, surprise and, and on the NFC side of it, uh, you know, I would say that you know, obviously the the decisions that Dan Campbell made that he's going to have uh, a long time to live down from from those uh, decisions, not not kicking those field goals, and I, I really think um, both of those games, in, in their own way, told us um, that again, magnified because of the game, but does the game bring out some of those? Uh, I guess some of the worst, if not the best of situations. Vic, you know what I was surprised about on the Ravens side is because I watched a film, you know, Kansas city against Buffalo and watching that game, Buffalo hammered them between the tackles. And I thought that's the way that the Ravens would attack them between the tackles because they can run their defense can run and you don't attack them on the outside. And the Ravens in the, the second series, Vic, 
they had Lamar on the fourth and one. He had a 15-yard run, and then Gus Bus had like – or a, one of them had 21, one had 15, and then they never ran it again. And that's, a, that's the way I thought you attacked them. Yeah, I, I think sticking to that power profile, you did see it, like you said, in that divisional round game where Buffalo – uh, it was either, you know, hammering it, and, and that was something uh, that they had less success with later on, but, but it did set a tone and, and put that game where it was. And also the, the, the conservative nature of their passing game. They, they were doing a lot to counter mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs' pass rush and the mismatch that Chris Jones had against Deion Dawkins by doing what? All those, those lateral passes, right? All those behind-the-line of scrimmage yep. uh, screens and bubble shots. Uh, those kinds of things that um, I, I would have probably expected to see more from Baltimore. Yeah, and that's what we saw from Kansas City. I mean, they came out like that. Vic, I'll tell you what, though, the first play, because the Ravens got the ball, first play of the game, I thought the Chiefs punched them in the mouth. They knocked them backwards, and they got no no gain on that first run. Yeah, and, and you're right. Uh, it was the... It was a tone setter um, for sure. I know a lot's been made about the whole pregame warm-up thing with yeah. Justin Tucker and, and uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. I, I think maybe a bit too much has come from that in terms of really what does that mean in the, in the grand scheme. However, if you want to reach in, and, and I'm bringing it up based on what you know, you're talking about here in terms of tone setting, um, look, the, the Chiefs came in with an attitude. There's no question. And it seems like, you know, hearing what, what Mahomes uh, said on, I think, on Kansas City Radio explaining uh, the situation a little in more detail, it was like, this isn't new. You know, this is, this is something Justin does, and it's a, you know, get-into-your-head kind of thing. But I, I'll tell you what, uh, attitude-wise, um, they for a team that has been in this position many times, has, has gotten the – the two Super Bowls in the last three, looking to get three of, the, of, of four now and establish their dynastic presence. I think they, they came on a mission. And, and the other thing that, and I heard it a lot before they, they played in Buffalo, which was, well, what happens to the Chiefs when you take them out of Arrowhead? I, I guess we know. And, and Vic, you know what I learned? Because I, I, I picked a Ravens 31-21. And that one. You can't bet against Mahomes. I mean, what did he start yeah. the game? I mean, he was like uh, unbelievable the way he started, and then I had never seen Lamar play that bad this year. Vinny, it's the right, and that that's one. I mean, that's a you know that in itself is the obvious sort of shocker is that the guy who who I know got my MVP vote. Um, I, you know, I'm a voter for that. The voting closed on, on January 11th, so it, it was strictly based on regular season. And I, I don't think I still don't think there was anybody more deserving uh, in those parameters than than Lamar Jackson. But that said, um, you put you put a quarterback on the field against Patrick Mahomes, whether it's Lamar, whether it was Josh Allen the week before, and whether uh, it's Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. I, I think the question is which of these guys is going to blink. It's not going to be number fifteen or eighty-seven. I mean, Vic, he looked old during the year. In the last two weeks, it's like, damn, what happened to him? Yeah, it, you know, uh, well, and again, I think as as Mahomes goes, you're going to see the same thing. His his number one guy, his and uh, the and the simpaticos, you know, that relationship they have is going to flourish, and and we saw that for sure uh, in, in these last two games that the Chiefs 
have played. And you know what, what's funny? I mean, the numbers were greater against Baltimore, but I, I saw it against Buffalo where it it didn't have to be a ton. It just had to be enough, and and it had to be you know the 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 backbreaking plays. I mean, I'll, I'll say this, and, and this this to me is it was really revealing. So you saw that in that Bills game where he had that wide open touchdown where there was a blown coverage and a half and and you don't leave as much green around that guy yep. as the Bills did and 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 he burned him but how about the touchdown against Kyle Hamilton I oh, mean my god, god that Hamilton couldn't have covered him yep. textbook any better yep. any better and and he still made the play yeah, how about the crossing route where he, you know, reaches up and catch, or the one he dives? Yeah. I mean, he was he was like out of his mind, Vic. Hey, Vic, what? Uh, how about the Super Bowl? Can you? I, I will not pick against Mahomes. I'm not. I, I just won't. Back to the point about who's going to blink. Uh, and I'm not saying this to disparage Brock Purdy. I, I I am not one of those who's got to bash him just because the the, the obligatory seventh round pick. You got to bash the guy. Um, I do think that just the experience means a lot. Yeah. And, and I think the moment means a lot that it, you know, it, it could very easily get too big for the 49ers, not just Purdy, but, but some of the others. And even though some of those others had George Kittle and, and you know, have, have had exposure to the Super Bowl, their head coach. Um, but I want to see, uh, you know, the only way I, I can see it being different is if the Chiefs go into it and suddenly, uh, you know, sort of have that ex- expectation that, look, we've been here, done this, we're going to perform accordingly. I felt some of that kind of came over them when they played the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl. They still found a way to win. Um, and it might be that kind of game, you know, against a talented team like San Francisco, but I'm not going against uh, Mahomes or Andy Reid or, or, or Travis Kelsey. Vic Carucci, NFL Network Radio, joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan, Patrick Mahomes, if he quit tomorrow, I'm assuming Vic would have a bust in Canton, and rightfully so. But the class of 2024, any idea what that one's going to look like? And, you know, being older guys, I remember Randy Gratishar was kind of like the guy for the Denver Broncos, that old orange crush. He's part of that as well. But any intel on what the class could look like as it's announced here shortly? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I have zero intel to offer it uh, offer you on that uh, because um, I'm bound by our sure. you know, but by, by our our uh, regulations and and uh, the you know the rules of of uh, conduct on the panel. But I, I will say, um, you know, it, it's a lot of good candidates, and you know the list. Uh, and and again, I I I, I will say something that every the, the worst night of sleep that I get. Uh, every year is or at least one of the worst is is the night before the voting because you're going to change so many lives and and then uh for the most part it's there there's more agony over who doesn't get in than the joy over who does uh because it, it and it's supposed to be a select group it's the hall of greatness not the hall of very good not the hall of good um i i think there was you know when you look at this class there, there's a lot of of, of, of closeness all the way through. There's very, you know, if, if you guys can see it for yourselves, the names, there, there'll be some years where you could say, okay, just stand up, mention the name and sit down, stand up and say, Joe Montana, sit down, stand up and say, Jerry Rice and sit down. When I say 
who's standing up. I'm talking about the presenter in the meeting yep. or, or for Tom Brady. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll be that kind of discussion, which is basically no discussion. But, th- you know, this is, this is a lot of discussion, th- this group. Vic, appreciate the time. As always, Super Bowl 58 should be an entertaining matchup for sure. Right now, San Francisco, the early favorites there. Vic, hopefully we can talk to you before the big game and get your prediction for that. And maybe Brock Purdy can uh, stun us all. By the way, I'm not anti-Purdy. I don't get no, that I'm whole not. Uh, no. hatred thing. <laughs> we both went to the same college. <laughs> there and you go. School of Hard Knocks. Vic Carucci, NFL Network Radio. Vic, appreciate it as always. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Vic. Always a pleasure, guys. See you. Yep. Bye. Vic Carucci, everybody. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's a lock. Oh. Uh, that'll be a Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Yeah. And then sit down and shout out. It was out. interesting, though, what he said, Bob, that there is none of those guys. It's a lot of discussion. And what we hear about, um, I think, with Bryant Young. Remember when we had Clark Judge on? There was mm-hmm. a lot of discussion on him. And I remember Kevin Gogan, former old lineman, was the one that, you know, kind of got help get him in. Do the impassioned plea. Yeah. It's been Ian Haney, 1057 the fan. It's Woman Crush Wednesday. Orioles are being sold. It looks like you want to get in on that. You can at 410-583-1057. You want to look back at the Ravens loss, look ahead more to the offseason. John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta will meet with the media eleven o'clock on Friday. Hmm, what are they going to be talking about? Benny and Haney. Put your headphones in. And ignore your co-workers. 1057 The Fan. Orioles being sold. David Rubenstein, Baltimore native. Along with uh, Mike Arigati. I want to make sure I get his name right. Probably still butchering it there. But uh, they're going to take over from the Angelos family. 1.73 bill, basically. 40% ownership originally as uh, Peter Angelos. 94 years old, been in ill health, and once he passes, and we're not hoping that happens, let's stress that, then they will take over 100%. Peter Angelos bought the team back in 93 for $173 million, which back in 93 was a hefty price tag. I believe at the time he had spent the most money on a franchise, and that's when Camden Yards was open, so it was kind of the jewel of baseball. The Orioles were good. You still had Cal Ripken. You know, uh, in his, uh, you know, still prime-ish level ball player. So that was a big price tag then. This is an epic one now. Apparently Forbes, their estimate on the price of the team was kind of what one, they got. Yeah, one seven. So it's not like they underpaid or overpaid. They got what it's worth is. They do get the $400 million because of the lease signing. It was going to be 600 but it's four because of the 15 years, which could turn into 30. We think it will. We don't know. Andy Koska from the Baltimore Banner. We'll talk about that around 1.30. Got NFL lunch coming up top of the hour as both Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have responded to the uh, dust-up in the end zone with uh, Justin Tucker. We just heard Vic Carucci mention that. And, you know, they felt as though that they were perceived as the bad guys in the scenario. And now they've uh, thrown all the blame at old number nine there. By the way, the Ravens will play in Kansas City in 2024. And I'm sure this will be brought up. And hopefully some of uh, Justin's purple teammates will uh, say something about it. Because he was kind of, he was in his own dojo 
but he was all by himself down in that end of the end zone. And there, I'm assuming if like Roquan Smith was standing there and saw it, there would have been some jawing going on. But there. Bob, you're a 160 pound. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Kick him. Kick, yeah. <laughs> Kick him. That'd be like Norm, you know, talking to Kelsey or, you know, what do you, what no, are you you're gonna wrong. do? Not scared of him. You jabroni. <laughs> Is it uh, the rock that said jabroni? Yeah. No, you're all you jabroni. You know what Norman say? Hit me and I'll sue you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bring it on. WGK Law right there for you. Personal injury. All right, let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057 is the number. You want to talk about the Orioles sale. You want to talk about the end of the Ravens season and the press conference that's coming up on Friday with John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta. Let's go to Kathy and Timonium. Kathy, thanks for holding. The floor is yours. Hi, Bob and Vidi. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, my Kathy. I love the Ravens. I was so sad when when they lost to the Chiefs. And I wanted to ask both of you, I don't know if this has been brought up, but do you believe that the Ravens, um, there was some role in hubris on the part of the Ravens for their downfall against the Chiefs? A little cocky, a little arrogant. Yeah. I I, Uh, I didn't say, I mean, they were competent. I think they were, they might have been, I think that, they were probably because I think going in they felt like they were mu- the much better team, man for man. They were better, and then I think they got punched in the mouth, and it was like, whoa. I think if there was hubris, yeah, maybe the first half of the Houston game, they might have expected to just roll out there, yep. throw it on the tee, and you know, know you know, know your role and get out of here. And then they had to fight back with a big second half. I, I think they knew what they were in store for against the Chiefs for sure. I would hope. Well, yeah. You know you got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's there you go. What do you think, Kathy? Well, I I think the same thing. I think that um, I I think they use a lot a lot of physicality. They were talking about playing Smash Mouth. There was a lot of hype in the media about their you know their dominance and and um, their ability to win. They had won so many games that I just wonder if there was a mindset that um, caused some some overconfidence and pridefulness and also that maybe led to some complacency and under underestimating um, the Chiefs. And, I, I, you know, I just wonder if that played a role. And the Chiefs sort of exploited that. I don't know. I don't hey, thanks, know. Kathy. I, I don't – I think Patrick Mahomes exploited a role. Well, when you um, hold him to no points in the second half. But I, I think that – the Ravens got frustrated too early because look at all the dumb penalty frustration penalties they got. Yeah, I they've played Kansas City four times during Lamar and Mahomes, one and three. Their first championship game in years, twelve or eleven, for the Ravens first ever at MT Bank Stadium. I, I would hope that there would be no way possible they could have won in their overconfident or feeling as though their crap didn't stink against the defending Super Bowl champions who just won in Buffalo. Well, Bob, the only thing I would say is I, after watching the Buffalo film, I was extremely confident and every caller we had all week long, there was not one person that picked Kansas city. And I think the Ravens felt really good about that too. You know, cause I mean, I was shocked at how the I was like, you know, and I started to panic early on. I was like, whoa, you know. 
they they never really seemed comfortable. Ravens, a, yeah, yeah. They never seemed defensively. They settled into a groove. That's oh yeah, undeniable. defensively they were. Yeah, Offense that's why Mike was, McDonald's getting a job probably today. Offense was very very disappointing but on all you, levels. If, you made the best point, Bob. That second series, Harbs is going for it. If you ask thirty-one other coaches, is that panic time? Then you know. I mean, are they doing that in October against Cleveland? Yeah, going for it inside their own territory. You know, the the only thing I can think of, Bob, is is he saw how easy they went down the field, Kansas City. It's like, damn, we're gonna have to score thirty-five. And they didn't score 35 combined. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. At a ball lunch, we're going to hear from Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes talking about Justin Tucker, who addressed it and said, hey, it was all good fun, man. I guess Kansas City didn't think it was fun at all as they've been dropping some profanity on top of it. We got Andy Koska joining us from the Baltimore Banner, bottom of the hour. The Orioles are being sold. Does this mean they're going to be big spenders in free agency? Does this make you feel more optimistic that guys like Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman, among others, will be sticking around? Will they be career Orioles? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.